Live from London, this is the Saturday Lunch with Joseph Hammond. Oh, ah, okay. It is um, the 3rd of September today. My name is Joe Hammond. I am a primary school and early years music specialist and computing specialist. And today I wanted to talk about stories, books and musicals and how they relate to each other. Live from London, this is the Saturday Lunch with Joseph Hammond on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Awesome. Um, so, welcome everybody, um, and happy Saturday to you all. And today I wanted to look a little bit at and talk a little bit about musicals, books, stories, and how they all relate to each other. Because, um, and I guess I'll talk about what inspired me to talk about this today, um, um, a bit later, but the things thing is they actually do relate to each other a lot more than perhaps many people might give them um, credit for. And I've got a few examples that I wanted to talk about involving some famous authors and also some famous bands. Um, it's it's all. Yeah, it all it all relates to each other, and uh, lots of musicians can also be authors. Um, now, if your weakness is lyrics, then it might be tricky for you to write a story or for you to write a song um, that that has words, but you can still but you can still do something with it. Like, um, you know, Elton John never wrote his own lyrics to his songs. It was always Bernie Taupin or Tim Rice for the Lion King songs. So, whereas Elton John always wrote the melodies and the, uh, and the piano lines and things like that. Um, so, often you don't have to be an expert at both it can be a collaborative effort like my um my old school from um two years ago we wrote one of the first things we did was we wrote a school song now my strength is definitely not words i'm autistic um and one of my biggest challenges growing up was reading comprehension. And so coming up with lyrics that make sense, that flow well, that are original, is very difficult for me. And songwriters that I've talked to on this show, like Lynn Marsh, Emily Barden, etc., they've been very um, 
they they've had extensive training in that sector in that regard um to make there, there's a there's a lot of considerations however um it can be a great source of inspiration because writer's block can be a thing sometimes where you don't feel you have any inspiration or you feel like you need something more in order to get ideas and get behind a good song and it can happen to many many people um but yeah you often find that i mean as somebody who is a big big into film music um video game music um i love that music can tell stories and so there's it's something that you can do cross-curricular things with when it comes to listening uh, listening to how music can tell stories peter and the wolf being a perfect example of a piece of classical music that does exactly that um but I, I might talk a bit about Peter and Norb later. However, I want to start by talking about some books that have their own musical editions or musical versions. And I wanted to start with what inspired me to, um, to talk about this. And that is um, Tom Fletcher. And uh, for those that you might recognize the name Tom Fletcher from his children's books, also that he is the uh, one of the lead singers and rhythm guitar player of McFly. Um, now, some people give me weird looks when I say that I like McFly and um, I think, you know, they're a good band and that I, I think they are actually very good musicians. Some people think, what are you talking about? But actually, if you, sure, if you look at how they were and what they were like when they started and they were everywhere and it was them and Busted, this was back in 2004, I think, 2005, round about that time where McFly and Busted were absolutely everywhere and you know teenage girls would be screaming at just the mere thought of them um now i'm not as much of a fan of busted's music as i am of mcfly's um but you know both bands have grown up and mcfly have actually matured very much as musicians they've grown up a lot of their songs are you know, still have that sense of fun, but they have also grown on a technical level as a band. They've grown musically. They've just grown as people. And um, I think that nowhere is this more obvious than with Tom Fletcher's own children's books, um, because he has actually, for those that don't know, he has... Um, for some of his chapter books, like the Christmasaurus and the Creakers, um, and 
one that's coming out next month, Space Band, uh, which sounds amazing. It's um, it, 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 he has written musical editions of those books. Christmasaurus has also been adapted into a stage musical, um, which was awesome because um, Tom Fletcher recruited some real-life wheelchair teenagers to play William, the main character, because um, William, um, is who's the main character in the Christmasaurus, is a wheelchair user. So, you know, include, uh, so there's major inclusion and diversity points there. Um, and, you know, casting disabled people in major theatre roles, you know, I'm all for that. Um, but yeah, if you get the Creakers musical edition or you get the Christmasaurus musical edition, then you're going to have a band version with a, well, I say a band version, 10, 10 plus songs that the book will tell you, okay, so now listen to this song at this point. And I think that's a really interesting way of doing things because Tom Fletcher had, actually has a musical theatre background and his sister Carrie, Carrie Hope Fletcher, is um, a musical theatre. She's been in Les Mis, Les Mis Rob. She's been in all um, all sorts of musical theatre productions. And so Tom Fletcher has a background in that and that really shines in the musical editions of his books. And I think they're great examples of how stories, books, reading and music can play a part together. So there's actually a few. Well, I, I say well known. They're not going to be as well known as McFly's biggest hits, but um, there's some great songs in there. Um, so from the Christmasaurus, um, there's a song about um, hearing Santa Claus. There's actually two quite songs that Tom has uploaded, Tom Fletcher has uploaded to YouTube. And um, one is called Don't Know What It Is, which is a like a ballad song that he did with um, his wife, Giovanna. Um, and then there's, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. But um, there's a really awesome song. And in the, um, in the music video that he uploaded to his YouTube channel, he, uh, it was about a lady, uh, a teenager who wanted to achieve a wheelchair backflip. So, like, she wanted to be a skater, um, but obviously she's a wheelchair user. And so, um, and she was determined to, you know, do cool tricks like the skaters can do and so and she it shows her training up to be a wheelchair user i'm 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 determined to find out the name of this uh song um is it no it's not born to fly is it no it's not um oh well ne never mind but anyway it's part of the chris is part of the Christmasaurus um, musical edition. Um, and yeah, I just think that's a brilliant way of, of doing it because it shows how songs and music can 
tell stories and enhance stories and you know tom fletcher being a brilliant musician as well as a good uh, book writer he can he can do both he's a bit amazing like that um but it can also be a collaborative effort as i explained at the beginning like with elton john and tim rice or you know elton john and bernie talking um anyway so the christmas source and the creakers are both um out now and if you get the musical editions then it's is great way of um introducing and enjoying chats books for primary school kids but also um getting getting you know musical editions going and um perhaps performing those uh those songs with your class um and Tom's got a new book coming out next month called Space Band. And this is perhaps going to be his biggest musical edition, excuse me, of, um, his, of his books yet. Because Space Band, well, first, it's literally called Space Band. So it is about a uh, band of kids, a rock band who are... So who are quote the worst band in the world um and then they get beamed up to space and they have to compete in battle of the bands against a bunch of aliens um so you know it's it sounds like great fun for kids but it's also got an entire soundtrack album that's going to come with it a musical edition that is recorded by mcfly themselves um and that just, you know, that's really exciting. So you've got a, you've got a fame a, a famous band performing the soundtrack of a children's book, and you know that's that's not something that I thought I'd ever um, say, but it is very much a thing that now exists in this day and age. Um, Tom Fletcher has made a children's book about a band that goes to space and does a battle of bands against aliens and um, with a soundtrack performed by a you know big name pop punk rock band and I just think that's awesome um, and yesterday Tom actually released one of his um the songs from his um from from the album and from the book it's called um nothing rhymes with sausage and is actually an absolute banger um i i i was listening to it on repeat quite a few times yesterday it's great fun um and so yeah it's it's something that you know i get very enthusiastic about stuff like about stuff like this if it's um you know obviously i am an adult but i'm a little bit of a um uh, unusual adult i mean i'm autistic so of course i'm a bit unusual but at the same time um there's i do get and i i know other teachers that do this as well but i can also be quite selective about some of the songs for children that i like 
and some of the books for children that I like, because if there's one thing that I really don't like, it's when children's books or children's songs are patronising. Same with children's TV shows as well. I really, really get annoyed when um, when 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 this stuff when this stuff is patronizing and i think i've mentioned this before um so and you know there sometimes there might be a book or a song or something that the adult perhaps doesn't know about or they're finding out about through the children they teach or maybe they have or, or maybe some some other way through their job and it might not always be the most exciting thing but it's so much easier to inspire the kids in some way and get into this stuff if you are passionate about it and that is what I consider to be one of my biggest strengths. You know, I am hugely passionate um, about what I teach and how I teach it and building up strong relationships with the children I teach. And, you know, there's sometimes there are big, there are, there are books that I've discovered through, you know, just having them in the school libraries that, um, that in where wherever I've worked and it really does it really does have an Im impact in how well you can engage so I've mentioned this before I have two favorite um children's books that I love reading to the children so you know some are obviously designed to learn to read um however I I often I mean, I often find them a little bit boring, to be honest. But, um, you know, sometimes it is a necessity. You know, children learning to read is obviously one of the big things for, you know, young children. But the book, um, but my two favourite books to read to children are The Book With No Pictures and Nuddy Ned. Um, now, the book with no pictures um, is a work of absolute genius by B.J. Novak, um, which, you know, makes the person reading it, in, in my case, me, have to, you know, say silly things and make silly sounds like, you know, my only friend in the whole wide world is a hippo named Boo Boo Butt. Um, which, you know, reception in year one children often find absolutely hilarious. Um, it is a very funny book. And um, Nuddy Ned um, is more really just because of... I, I ch Children do love it. They do find it funny. You know, the plot is a boy called Ned who runs around naked for no reason. And it's got lifter flaps that makes you think it's going to um, reveal a picture of his privates or his bum, but um, it never does. There's always something covering it. And it is just, it's so funny. Um, and some children don't necessarily 
get it. Some, you know, much younger children, but you know, four and five year olds and six year olds, they uh, they generally really really enjoy it. But it's funny to me because of the reactions that you can get from some older kids, you know, key stage two kids, and even some adults that just you know look at it and think what is this what is this appropriate um (laughs) you know it's fine it's just a bit of fun um so yeah i've gone off on a massive tangent because of course i have um where was i so yeah i've been i've been talking about musical editions of books and tom fletcher from mcfly um, is the king of this and I'm really looking forward to Space Band um, because you know I think Tom's a great writer um, in you know in second place I love his dinosaur that poops a plant uh, that poops series that's always great fun to read as well um, I like I as you can tell I like reading books to kids that you know have super silly super immature humor and uh so yeah um but with with older kids you know i might sort of challenge them a bit by giving them something a bit more grounded a bit more um serious they might have a sense of fun but also be challenging in some way you know um like the alex rider series for example which you know is very exciting keeps the action fresh but also doesn't sugarcoat how um how brutal some of the situations that alex gets himself into uh, or, or rather people put him in as a 14 year old mi6 spy um so but yeah, I'm really looking forward to Space Band and um, the soundtrack album that comes with it. Now, I also wanted to mention Julia Donaldson in this because, um, yeah, Julia Donaldson, um, one of the most famous children's authors of all time, um, she really is a very, very talented songwriter as well. And she has written several songs. Some are very, um, you, some are originals and some, well, they're all originals, but many are based on her books and they are great fun to, um, to sing. The Gruffalo song has become a regular in um me performing um and singing and playing songs to children and so has um and so has superworm as well which the song is actually part of the book although you're not given a tune if you just read the book um you do have um you do that she julia Donaldson has also written this uh written you know a tune to go with it and it is it is very catchy and her husband malcolm um of club 
often accompany on the guitar and it is so yeah it's it's good fun and julia um donaldson when she performs she's great because um she she's not overly serious she's um very much like a, a big kid which um i believe often you have to be like if you're going to be looking at things like performing and um you know enjoying music it's a very uh, and and stories as well you know if you want um some people may focus on getting children to learn to read but um i believe there's no point in that if they don't enjoy reading for pleasure or they don't enjoy listening to music for pleasure and they don't just enjoy hearing it and don't take it well some don't take it overly seriously in the sense that you know you can get into a book and really enjoy it or you can get into a soundtrack album a song and uh, a musical it is um and having those songs there really helps that um so yeah that's my two cents on um some of the uh some some stuff from famous authors um and of course many children's books especially for younger kids um you know early years which is where i spend most of my time at the moment um many books are of course written in rhyme and rhythm and something that i guess is instinctive for me that might not be instinctive for others is that i will naturally read those books in that sense of with that sense of rhythm about them so dinosaur that poops planet is very much all in rhythm and rhyme um which makes complete perfect sense because um you know tom fletch is a musician julia donaldson she's also a songwriter and um so it makes sense that her books are in rhythm and some of them some of them are obvious some are not as obvious but um I guess a good example are um, Barefoot Books. Now, Barefoot Books, they've got um, a lot of books that have accompanying YouTube videos with, with, you know, quite creative animations and songs as well. And they're great for SEM as well. Um, and they, I, I, I remember when I was in a... Um, uh working in a special needs school that these would be on in the background a lot and would be um and would be very much part a daily part of life um and just relax uh, relaxation within school um and some of them are very much um part of traditional songs so you know they've got an entire book about the wheels on the bus 
They've got an entire book about head, shoulders, knees, and toes. They've got an entire book about if you're happy and you know it, etc. Um, they've also got some stuff that are, you know, originals, like um, the dinosaur rat. The animal boogie is a great one. Um, Under the sea, uh, which is not the Little Mermaid song. Um, driving my tractor. Uh, dump truck disco so my friend robot and lots of lots of them you know are, are designed to dance and sing along and i think that teachers and teaching assistants if you've got barefoot books in your classroom um i think you should at least make some effort to to uh, if, even if you don't sing it to say it in rhythm because if you say things in rhythm and or if you sing certain things it sticks in the brain much more than saying just words does and so that's why um that's why you have to you have to be creative about um certain ways of doing things Right, I am going to play the ads, the two-minute tech, and the news, and I will be right back. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you, too, through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles, and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.weatherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development, every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. If you have a passion for education and a talent for teaching and learning, the Witherslack Group want to hear from you. Join them as they open an incredible new school in Essex and be a founding teacher of English, Maths, Science or Primary with multiple leadership opportunities available too. As Teachers Talk Radio partners, we know how much they care about the well-being of staff and their offer to you will be superb. To find out more and apply for a role, visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News.
The Daily Mirror runs a story on school places with headlines claiming that in some areas where schools are oversubscribed, nearly 9 out of 10 parents do not get a place for their child at their first choice secondary school. The article names specific schools in Wolverhampton and Lambeth as the hardest secondary schools to get into, with the primary from Liverpool named as the most difficult to get into. As children return to school for the new academic year, applications for those set to start primary or secondary in September 2023 are set to open soon. The deadline for secondary places is October 31st and January the 15th next year for primary. According to figures published in the article, 83% of applicants got their first choice of secondary school for September 2022, a small increase on the 2021 figure of 81%. The proportion of primary school applicants who received their first choice remained at 92%. A full list of England's most oversubscribed schools is published on the Daily Mirror website. In Scotland, council workers due to go out on strike next week have suspended their action after unions received a new pay offer from local authority leaders. The Unison, Unite and GMB unions agreed to suspend strikes in education and in waste services. The Unison, Unite and GMB unions agreed to suspend strikes in education and in waste services. The high-profile waste worker strike has seen rubbish build up in city centres, but action was also set to affect schools and early years provision as members of Unison were set to walk out. Aberdeen Live also reports on possible strike action by Scottish teachers after what unions describe as an insulting pay offer. The 5% pay increase was rejected by the Educational Institute of Scotland's Executive Committee and they have opened a ballot for members concerning industrial action. Members of the union have until the 16th of September to vote on the action. Following the return to school for the new academic year, Eastern Eye reports on advice to schools around school attendance. The advice recommends close partnership work with councils, targeted family support and home visits to address barriers to attendance. These form part of a package of new approaches to ensure that more children are in school every day. The Department for Education is also launching a three-year one-to-one attendance monitoring pilot aimed at tackling the factors behind non-attendance such as bullying and mental health issues. The scheme will be launched in Middlesbrough this year before expanding to other areas next year. A new attendance data visualisation tool is also expected later in September. In some countries on the continent of Africa, a significant barrier to school attendance comes as a result of pregnancy in adolescent girls, according to Human Rights Watch. The organisation says that whilst many countries now have laws and policies in place to protect girls' education, there are still shortcomings, with at least 10 African Union member countries still having no laws related to protecting the retention of students who are pregnant or are adolescent mothers. More on this story can be found on the Human Rights Watch website. In Wales, mandatory sex education lessons will go ahead in the new school term as the High Court rules in favour of the plan. A group of five parents lost their legal challenge to block the lessons in a hearing on the 31st of August. The group wanted to withdraw their children from the mandatory lessons or stop the rollout of relationships and sexual education altogether. The parents had already been granted a judicial review to be heard in November. RSE is part of the statutory new curriculum in Wales although half of secondary schools are delaying the new curriculum until 2023. This is Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. 
This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I've completed my series on home connection and getting the best performance. The topic today is why is my upload speed lower than my download speed? In previous episodes, we've discussed bandwidth and the more devices, the more demand, but internet service providers only tend to advertise their download speed. Why is this? Well, because it's higher. Let's take a trip back to the beginning of the internet for general public use. If you're old enough to remember dial-up and what we used to use the internet for pre-2006 when we were introduced to the Facebook boom, the internet was more like a library. You go, search for a book or a web page, use the book for your research, then return it. Traffic or knowledge is mostly one way, downloading to you. The only real use for uploading for the day-to-day user of the internet was to request a web page, a very small amount of data, and to send the odd email. Most things we did were all based on downloading. This is called an asymmetric connection. Downloading is given more bandwidth as it's the most used. This to date is still the fact. Most people download more than they upload. With data transmission being restricted by the size of transmission media being used, it makes sense for there to be more bandwidth dedicated to downloading than to uploading. Uploading has become increasingly more important for people since the development of apps like Facebook. Although developed in 2004, in 2006, due to increasingly better phone technology and the trend of documenting your life and posting it for others to see, the speed that you can upload has become more important. However, if a video or image takes a while to upload, we can do something else. If what you're watching stops, it's the end of the world. If this has given you food for thought, I'd love to hear from you. As we return to work, why not get in touch at TT Radio 2022? Follow us and tell us what you want to know about tech for the new academic year. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Okay, it's um, time for it's um, I'm back. And um, today I've been talking about musical stories, books, and how they all relate. Um, and um, honestly, I think today's going to have to be a much, um, much shorter show because I think I've, uh, I've covered pretty much everything that I wanted to cover. Um, but I did want to talk a little bit about um, specifically musicals that are written for children Um, and you know you do get them because um, getting a license um, to perform a famous show you know let's say your school wants to perform The Lion King or Annie or um, you know really famous musical you gotta pay a license fee and those can be very expensive so there's you know several companies like sing up and out of the ark that make musicals designed for specific topics or specific um uh, specific stories etc and you know some can be great fun um but also you have to you have you have to be very careful as well in terms of how uh how you select them and 
what you think, what to think about before you um, decide on getting that particular thing, uh, that particular musical. Now, um, if it's going to be a hard sell, for example, if you don't have a uh, you're not able to preview what some of the songs sound like. Now, um, I personally, I get very distracted if the backing tracks, as let's be honest, as much as I'm not a fan of backing tracks, most teachers and most people will be using them for their school productions. Um, I... So if they're really bad backing tracks, then they can be a big distraction. Um, and it can kind of take away from the quality of the show in terms of, you know, the acting, um, the, the singing, etc. Um, so if there's a lot of fake sounding, cheap sounding synthesizers, then I would sort of stay away from it. I would also, um, you've also got to look at the vocal range, um, but that's challenging in a sense that it's, if, if you try to sing as high as the children, you're probably not going to do it, but that's a trap that I've talked about before. Um, you've got to generally sing higher than um, you might be used to. If you're not a trained singer, well, even a lot of trained singers naturally have quite quite a low vocal range. It's um, rarer to have a higher vocal range. Um, but if the pitch is to, if it's comfortable, for an adult, there is the possibility that it might not be comfortable for the um, for the children. If they're primary age, certainly, I'm talking about primary here, obviously the males, their voices haven't changed, they haven't gone through puberty yet. Um, so their voices are not going to cope with um, a very low vocal range and they're not going to cope with um, what or just or just a pitch range that's designed more to be comfortable for adults rather than children um, so those are the things that I, I guess you'd watch out for and Sometimes you can actually make your own, you know, original songs to go with a famous story. You know, there's um, if, if you're performing The Jungle Book, for example, well, before The Jungle Book was famous as a Disney property, it was a, you know, groundbreaking book series and uh, novels by Rudyard Kipling. Um, and so you don't, Although people might think, oh, yeah, we're going to hear the bare necessities, I want to be like you, um, the Elephant's March, etc. It doesn't necessarily have to be those particular songs. You could 
write your own original one or you could you know make a completely different musical that's more in line with the kipling stories and i know that those versions are out there um so yeah it's i i'm selective about what i choose because i don't believe that you know you should just put any old show out there just for the sake of it you know it shouldn't be something putting on a production is hard work for everybody involved and so as much as possible it should be an enjoyable process and if you're not if your teachers your directors are not into it it's not going to be enjoyable so that's why i'm quite selective about the um songs i pick or the things that i um that i present to the kids and i can be some people say to me well you know maybe you're thinking about it too much and sometimes i do to be fair sometimes you know the children really enjoy something that i might initially think well are they gonna enjoy this is it a bit boring for them but i like to think i have good instincts but anyway hopefully I've given everyone something to think about. So you can, stories, musicals, books, they all go together very well. They all really, um, and there's there's examples out there. Um, So check out Tom Fletcher's musical editions of his books, The Creakers, The Christmasaurus, and coming out next month, Space Band. Um, Check out Julia Donaldson's songs um, for her stories. Some of those are really good. Um, And yeah, if you're choosing productions, um, don't always, you don't necessarily have to always go for the famous musicals, but if you're going for one that's unknown, make sure you listen to it first. um, Get a preview of what you can expect and um make sure that it's not lame sounding really as i guess is the only way i can describe it so much shorter show today but i don't want to ramble on and try and find things to talk about when i've actually covered everything i wanted to say quite quickly today so i'm going to finish there if you've been listening thank you very much and hope to see you next time You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.